2, verses 8 through 10. Very familiar passage of Scripture, Ephesians chapter 2. And we'll read verses 8 through 10. I'll start on verse 8, join me on 9, and I'll finish with verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. (laughs) Sorry about that. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And what a, what a powerful few verses. Brother Howes, when we were in college, he wrote a book, he preached a series entitled, Salvation is More Than Being Saved. You know, the Christian life is more than just us getting our sin debt paid for. And I'm thankful that my sin debt's paid for, but if that's all my Christian life is about, it would be empty. Because if all I was going to do is get saved and get my, my free ticket to heaven, but then I was on my own for the rest of the time, I would flounder. There would be such a void You know, as a Christian, there shouldn't be a void in our life. And I'm not saying that there aren't seasons where we feel alone, because we do. Everybody does. And if you don't right now, hang on, you will. But the reality is that when we got saved, we got saved for more than just our eternal destiny. The Lord is giving us life. And what we use that life for should matter. And that life that we have is our day-to-day. I'm talking about Monday morning. I love Mondays. I love Mondays. You talk to people and it's like, I hate Mondays. I love Mondays. I mean, you just come right off the weekend People got saved, people are baptized, there's things to uh, follow up on, there are things that we need to uh, get prepared uh, for the next week of ministry. I mean, I I love Mondays. It's For me, Mondays, I'm energized, I'm ready to go. But if all I had was salvation and there was nothing to get up for on Monday, that'd be empty. Here I want to, let's read these verses again. And I'll, I'll let you, let's all read them all together. How, how about we do that? You ready? For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And tonight I'm going to continue our series on good work. And this is part two. And let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. 
Thank you for your people. And I do pray that you would help us, Lord, to sense your leading, your working in our lives. Our day to day, our Mondays, our Tuesdays, uh, just through the, uh, the menial tasks of life and then the, the meaningful uh, things that we do. I do pray that you'd help us to see and to sense your leading. And so bless now in this time, for Christ's sake we pray, amen. You can be seated. When we got saved, our sin debt was paid for. We were saved and there was, when we were saved, there was nothing that we could do to earn or to merit that gift of salvation. We were on the receiving side. The gift had already been purchased. The hard part had been done. And all we did was receive that gift of salvation. However, since we have been saved, there is a new purpose that we are to live for. A new purpose to live for. We have something to live for. And it's not the dollar. And it's not a promotion. And it's not entertainment. It's bigger than that. Though we need the dollar and we enjoy the entertainment, but, but the reality is the Lord has given us something of value to do. Something that will outlive our life. Something that will be bigger than us. Not just mere existence. And in this series, I, I want us to, to really see that our life is not just to be lived. Amen. You know, we, we, go through, uh, we go through our stewardship and the dollar isn't there just to be spent. Right? But the same thing with our life. Our life isn't just to be spent. The Lord has given us a purpose. And in that purpose, there is absolute value. There is, there is meaningfulness. Now, there are times, I remember when I was in college and I was turning wrenches, I could not wait to be done turning wrenches. I mean, there was, there was no desire for me to continue. And the Lord had a sense of humor and I had to run a shop for 12 years after I got into ministry. Uh, and so, uh, but with that, those turning wrenches, there was, no, there was no in it value for me as I was turning wrenches. I understood I was helping people, but, but I did not have the, the mindset that it was ministry, that my, my job uh, of turning wrenches had any value. And let me tell you something, I was wrong. I was wrong. Because every, every day that I, that I worked, that I labored, uh, whether it was at the job, whether it was spending time with my family, uh, every bit of it should have been done for God's glory. Every bit of it. It wasn't just this was my work time and this was my home time and now this is my ministry or my service for God time. 
No, every bit of it should have been for God. I should have gone, gone into the, the shop with a desire to bring glory to God, not just to get through my day. Do we sometimes just try to get through the day? But that should, our life, our focus, it should be bigger than that. As we, can, as we uh, look at our daily life, and if, if all we are doing is trying to, uh, six, all we are trying to do is exist and uh, continue on to the next day, there, there is just an unfulfillment there in our daily life. Uh, and so uh, Zipia uh, did a, a study, and I shared it with a couple people today uh, as I was studying, but they, continue, uh, they conducted a job satisfaction study. And in this job satisfaction study, they went through, and this was in 2023, June of 23, and it said 63% of employees want to leave their current job. Wow, that's unbelievable. I'm not going to ask you because I don't want to see our staff raise their hand, all right? Uh, but uh, 63% of employees, <laughs> uh, 63% of employees want to leave their job. They want to leave their job because there's something missing. Whether it is whether they are going to work for fulfillment, and I'm gonna address that here in just a second. But when you think about that, think about that organization, every organization, if 63% of the employees left. The instability. Brother Tracy, can you imagine? It would be devastating, absolutely devastating. But it wouldn't just be devastating to that individual business. It would, be, it would be devastating to that community. It would be devastating to a country. So when you look at that, only 31% of 18 to 34-year-olds reported being satisfied with their job. If you're 18 to 34, could you raise your hand, please? Yeah, Miss Alice, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, and so 18 to 34, hold your hand up, all right? So here, 18 to 34, they said only 31%, a third, less than a third, are satisfied. You can put them down. That is, that's scary. That's scary. Now, with that, they say the average millennial, and it's even more so for Gen Z, the average millennial will have 17 jobs. 17 jobs. And the reason is they go to work to find fulfillment. I don't know about you, but I didn't ever go to work to find fulfillment. I went to work so I could earn a, earn a living so I could be fulfilled in the life that God has given me. The work was not the fulfillment. The work was a tool 
to help me because I had something worth living for. Our job is not where we should be. I'm not saying that you should not enjoy or gain some fulfillment out of what we do, but if we are going there with the intent of gaining fulfillment, there's going to be missed expectations and we are, we are not going to be in a good place. And, and so we're looking at this series and it's entitled Good Work. And so we want to make sure that we have a good understanding. So 31% of those 18 to 34, um, uh, they, they say that they are completely satisfied. 16% say that they are dissatisfied. And that means 53% of them are somewhere in between that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you like your job? I, are you satisfied with your job? Uh, I don't know. Uh, and that's really where they're at. That's terrible. So when we, when we look at that, it's alarming. There's no real sense of direction or discernment. Like, dislike, satisfied, dissatisfied. Workers, ages 50 to 64, are the most content uh, in their, in their uh, work. Uh, 63% of them consider their job a career, uh, but 49% of them uh, report being completely uh, satisfied. Against the 31% of the of the uh, 18 to 34. So there, was, there is a difference, quite a bit of a difference in that uh, sense of satisfaction in their job. So this reveals that we have a population that as a whole uh, is going to work every day just to get by, not really sen- sensing value in what they do. Now it doesn't matter what you do. If it is an honorable profession and in labor there is honor, we, we should be able to have value there. So, so with that, just understanding that, that good work. Now, uh, I was looking as well uh, on that study. They say that... Uh, uh, let's see here. Let me find my uh, spot. Uh, the, uh, the most satisfied uh, individuals, the satisfaction by uh, profession, uh, only 20% of all Americans uh, describe themselves as truly being passionate about their work. 20%. Now, that is, that is such a low Uh, low amount. Those in clergy, and this is not a Christian report. It says those in clergy have the highest rate of job satisfaction. You know why? It's not about the money. It's because of the mission. There is something worth living for. There's something worth living for. And you know what? Every one of us have something worth living for. But it's a choice. 
It's a decision. It's a mindset. And if we are going to do that good work, let's get that slide up there for good work. Uh, but uh, that, that uh, uh, good work, I mean, we, are, we, are, we have an a opportunity uh, to serve, and we should be doing work in our work no matter what it is, uh, as long as it's not in a sinful, uh, uh, in something that the Lord would be displeased with, uh, we should be able to have value and do it to the glory of God. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And that is not just the pastor. That is not just the staff. That is every single one of us. Uh, every house that you sell should be for God's glory. Every house that you rewire or uh, do electric on should be for God's glory. Uh, every job that we do in the military, uh, every plane uh, that you fly for, uh, for an airline uh, should be got done for God's glory. Everything should be done for God's glory. Whether you're getting up and you're rearing your children, uh, that should be done for God's glory. Teaching a class, uh, whatever we do, we should be getting up realizing that we have purpose in our existence and it should be done, and it should not just be uh, gone through. Our life shouldn't just be spent. Our life should be invested. It should be invested, uh, and we should be able to see that. So I want you to see several things tonight. Uh, I've got uh, several points here. Number one, salvation is not of self. Salvation is not of self. Uh, he said in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that, not of yourself. We do not work for God to merit anything. We're not, we're not earning anything by our, our labor. I'm not saying he will not reward us, but, but our, our life, we don't have to earn God's love. Isn't that a blessing? There, there isn't anything that I can do that will cause God to love me any more than he already does. There isn't anything I can do to cause God to love me any less. In our failures, God still loves us. In our victories, God loves us. Praise the Lord. Salvation is not of self. It's not of works lest any man should boast. It's a gift. It's not of works. It's not of our abilities. It's not of our talents. It's not of our accomplishments. So number one, salvation is not of self. Number two, salvation results in service. The natural result of salvation is service. So he said, for by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourself, I'm sorry, uh, verse number 10. For we are his workmanship, workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, that which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. He has made us, we are his workmanship. If you have ever made something and you have invested in something, there is pride there. 
I'm not talking about just sinful pride. You put yourself into something, you do well. Uh, the Franklins were staying in their deck. And, uh, and they went through and they sanded that top layer down. And then they came back through and they uh, uh, got it all stained. Sent me a picture. It looked beautiful. There was a sense of accomplishment, wasn't there? Yeah. I mean, you did something, you invested in it, and you sat back and looked at it. God looks at us. He created us. We are his workmanship. He did not mess up. Well, I'm not that smart. God didn't mess up. I don't have all those talents. God didn't mess up. God made you. Well, Charlie, only God can make you. <laughs> no, God made you. And he made you for a purpose. You are his workmanship. Amen. And we are created unto something. That workmanship was to do something. We were created in Christ Jesus unto, what were those next two words? Good works. What were those two words again? Good works. Good works. Good works. And that good work, it, it includes what's on your plate tomorrow. Well, pastor, I got a house to clean tomorrow. Do it for God. Well, my, my husband's just going to mess it all up. That's what Mrs. Brown is saying. Yes, absolutely. Job security. <laughs> she has all the job security in the world. Uh, and I'm probably worse than the kids were. Uh, but uh, with that, uh, you know, as, as we serve, as we labor, as we work, we should be doing it for God's glory. It gives it value. We are created unto good works. So that those good works, they're not just Sunday good works. It shouldn't be that we are just living from Sunday to Sunday. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could serve God every day? Think about it. We can, absolutely. See, we are salvation results in service. In that, uh, that verse, there's some key words. Uh, there is the word work, and then there is the word uh, walk, that we should walk in them. Uh, we are created unto good works, uh, that we should walk in them. We should walk in them. God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. What? Those good works. God's got a plan for us to do good work. Uh, and so that creative craft of the workman uh, should bring satisfaction to the creator. His workmanship, his, his creation, his working in our life should bring satisfaction to, to God. I want the Lord's smile my life. I want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. That, those, 
Those words are words that are of satisfaction uh, from the master. And that's how we should live our life every single day. Whether we are walking into a place of ministry, whether we are serving, maybe we're getting onto a bus route, but maybe we're not getting on a bus route. Maybe we're walking into a business meeting. Uh, Maybe we are uh, talking with an employee. Maybe we are uh, sweeping a floor. Maybe we are uh, mowing a lawn. Whatever that issue is, uh, we should be doing it. Uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, but our salvation, it should bring service. Those, that service then uh, should bring good works. The workmanship of the Lord should be revealed in our daily life. Two questions. Who are we influencing and how are we influencing? Who and How? Pastor, I don't know the answer to those. You need to be able to find the answer to those. Well, I don't know who I'm influencing. Then purposefully influence so you know who. Just showing up doesn't make you an influence. Influence is purposeful. During staff training this last week, we spent time looking at mentoring and modeling. Mentoring and modeling are not accidental. There might be some modeling that you didn't know took place, but there is never mentoring that you didn't know took place. Mentoring is on purpose. Influence should be on purpose. And you and I, if we are going to do whatever we're doing for God's glory, then we need to be purposeful in our day. We need to be purposeful in how we are living and what we are choosing to accomplish. Who are we influencing and how are we influencing? How? What am I doing to bring about that influence? Well, I'm not sure I'm doing anything. Then do something. Amen. Well, I'm getting a lot of blank stares right now. This is good. This, this, this will help us. If I get up thinking, Lord, who do you want me to help today? And I walk through my day with that type of a mindset, I'll promise you somebody's going to show up. And all of a sudden there'll be that light bulb. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, dummy, these people were right here all along. The Lord's been bringing them across our path over and over again and we just didn't see it. How can I influence? Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to influence people for your glory? I want to live for you today. Uh, I want to serve you today. And no matter what our occupation is, if we are getting up and we are looking for uh, people to influence for God's glory, to bring glory to God, uh, there will be value in our day. There will be something to live for in my day. It's not just looking at a dumb computer screen. Not just crunching numbers. It's got to be bigger than that. And so, uh, so number two here, uh, salvation results in service. Number three, uh, service impacts the mission. Service impacts the mission. Well, the mission of who? The mission of the body of Christ. Our service 
should impact the mission. God's placed us here to reach this community. Amen. There's a job. We had uh, building inspectors showed up. And Rob, uh, one of the main building inspectors, but Rob showed up today and uh, he has been on so many different projects around campus. And he's like, wow. He's just looking around, seeing what was going on. You know, I don't know who the Lord is going to allow us to impact. But the guy, when I called him today, the plastering guy, letting him know, Vince, let him know that we passed inspection. His first question was, how's school going? This is the first week. He was excited about it. You know why? Because I've been telling him about it. I've been talking to him about it. And he's asking questions. He's like, man, I can't believe what, what you guys are doing there. You know what? What we are doing, it should be impacting our community. This is not just a place for us to retreat to. The Lord didn't, he did not put the church as a place for the believers just to come to and hang out and stay and be safe. The church wasn't designed as a place of safety. The church was, was designed as a place of, of, uh, of teaching and edifying and building up. Why? So we could go out into the community. Guess what? You're in the community every day. Maybe it's out on base. Maybe it's in Wheatland. Maybe it's in uh, 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 Granite Bay, Rock, Rockland, Roseville. Uh, and so uh, maybe it's in Oregon. No, it's not in Oregon. God's not in Oregon. You guys need to come back. Uh, and so uh, wherever it is, we should be giving and doing what we are, uh, looking for opportunities to be able to impact the community. Uh, and the Lord has a plan for us. Uh, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, Ephesians 2, 19 and to 22. Now, that, now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens uh, with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God uh, through the spirit. God has a plan for us. We got saved. Uh, we are now fellow citizens with the, uh, with the saints. Uh, we are built upon the foundation of God, uh, the foundation of the apostles, the prophets. What did they do? They went and they preached the word everywhere. That's foundation. And Jesus Christ himself, the chief cor cornerstone. So this is not mere comfort and consolation. The church is an assemble just so we can have solitude and safety, but for the service to the Savior to the saints, and reaching the sinners. We, we have got a job to do. And if, if we are all realizing that God wants me to be a part, 
then I've got a reason to get up. I've got a mission. My mission isn't just to clean a carpet. Not just to do a job. The Lord's going to bring people across our path that we can influence for his glory. What would happen if every one of us were, were keyed in when we got up and went to work. Lord, I'm, I'm going to work today for your glory. I'm, I'm going to serve you today. Whether we're making a delivery, whether we're feeding a, loading a bag of feed or selling a policy or whatever we're doing, we look for an opportunity to do all of it for God's glory. We can go home at night, put our head on the pillow. Lord, it was a good day. Thank you for letting me serve you today. Get up in the next morning. Hi, Lord. Who are we going to meet today? How can I serve you today? We get up and we serve and we live like that. Our life matters. Too many are going through life without any real focus, without any real fulfillment, and they're empty. And they think that making a change is somehow going to fix it. If you're empty with your job right now, you'll be empty with the next one. Because the job isn't going to fulfill you. But if I can learn how to live my life knowing that I can live for a mission, there's purpose. I can have some passion for what I'm doing. 20% of, of employees are passionate about what they're doing. That's terrible. What would productivity do if we went into work with compassion? God's got a plan. Good works. So let's look again at our verses. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We we gain so much. God has given us so much. Our service for him should not be out of debt, but out of gratitude. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Good works. Father, thank you for your goodness. Help us, uh, Lord, to uh, really sense and to see the opportunities that we have to be able to uh, do good works for you. And I pray that you would help our people. Help us, uh, Lord, not just to exist, but help us to live uh, for, for a purpose, live for eternity and uh, for a mission that matters. And so help us tonight, 
Uh, Lord, I do pray that you'd work in the hearts of our people, our young people. Help them to see and to sense uh, your leading in their lives. And uh, may we truly live that life uh, that would be pleasing in your sight. And so work now in this time of invitation, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. We're going to have a short invitation. Let's stand together as the instruments play. If the Lord spoke to your heart tonight, you respond. You respond. Good work. Good work. Not just work, but good work.